0: I'm going to start off with a joke, but you'll see, Ari, how this relates to what we're going to be talking about. So perhaps you've heard this. You can apply it to any uh, ethnic group or ideological group that you like, but it goes something like this. Um, How many, uh, you know, Polish people, I heard it first as a Polish joke. How many Polish people, how many Poles, whatever, does it take to screw in a light bulb, right? Answer. A thousand. one to hold up the light bulb to the socket, and 999 to uplift and turn the whole house around the light bulb. OK? Very funny joke. I like it. It's very cute. But it makes you think, that's exactly how leftism works. Everyone must dance around the issue of the day. So, for example, And do all this extraneous work that takes them nowhere. Right, exactly right. So uh, very simply, and we'll talk about coronavirus, of course, the way we respond to it, because that's what it reminds me of. But very simply, for example, transgenderism, right? Because a couple of people, almost literally a handful of people, don't know whether they're a man or, or a woman. We all have to change all of our vocabulary and our grammar and everything else so that they won't be offended on the, you know, on the... One in probably 100,000 chance that we uh, say something to a person who is, it doesn't know whether he, he's a man or a woman, right? So you have to play the pronoun game for everybody, right? But what about the way we're dealing with coronavirus? It's the same thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It right? kills a tiny little sliver of people, right. but we don't quarantine or develop d- devote the resources to save that sliver, and you all know what it is by now. Right. We make everyone. Exactly. So you it, get resources instead of quarantining
0: and- the, the people, the sliver of people who are most vulnerable, most likely to die, it, should they contract this uh, virus, everyone else has to be uh, quarantining themselves. Right? I mean, is, isn't it just like that Polish joke I, I just said? Yeah. We are literally turning the whole house around uh, for the sake of... of, of Helping this tiny sliver of people, it, we got it all asked backwards. Just turn the light bulb with the one guy. That's all you need. And but this is but this is nothing new. the, the way we've dealt with transgenderism, for example, well,
1: what about airport security after nine eleven beautiful. instead of focusing on the demographic most likely to either blow, Shit up, we're at war. Shit, you know, uh, ver- verbal war rules, right? Right. It, the <laughs> vocal. Ver-
0: focus, yes, focusing, if, we, if you were with uh, us last week, you uh, verbal war rules applies to the notion it, it suggests that we can say fuck and shit and whatever else. The seven deadlies. The seven deadlies, <laughs> yeah. because we're dealing with with, with war. Yeah, war said wartime. As I said, when when you're dealing with war, you are allowed to swear. Okay, right. go ahead.
1: And I'm the wartime conciliary, so <laughs> I get that. <laughs> That's to... true. You are okay. So anyway. Um, uh, uh, instead of dealing security, with yeah. the tiny sliver of the world's demographic most likely to blow shit up and fly airplanes into buildings we make everyone take off their shoes and go through a strip yes, search yes. no matter how likely unlikely they are yeah. to verse themselves in the in the words of the Quran to the point of being motivated to kill infidels right <laughs> right right <laughs> Right. Everyone must take off their shoes Everyone must be x-rayed <laughs> Everyone must go through
0: the The probes and the background checks And the fingerings You see the pattern here my friends You see instead of dealing surgically With the issue itself They decide that everyone has to participate in this Everyone must be involved And no one should be uh, you know, Segregated out Or marginalized in any way possible Because it might hurt their feelings In the case of transgenderism or it might actually uh, serve a, a greater purpose. In the case of the coronavirus, greater purpose being uh, just let's, let's screw up the economy altogether. That's the main main mission there. You can say the same thing with uh, with climate change, for example. By the way, instead of dealing with the issue of uh, carbon emissions, even if you were to believe that crap, okay, from China, from China, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know, which is the, the biggest emitter of carbon emissions, along with India, and, but a, a tremendous number of other countries out there. Instead of dealing with that, they say, oh, no, everyone has to do it, including America, which doesn't uh, emit as much you know, per capita as uh, all these other countries. Um, and not only that, but we're emitting far less carbon emissions as a result. But no, 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 we, we all have to do it and we all have to uh, cut ourselves completely. Off, off the grid. In fact, not only that, but we should allow the other countries to to continue their expansion of carbon emissions while we reduce ourselves. Again, for a larger agenda, obviously. Look, the main mission I want to talk about right now is this notion of conspiracies. I recently had uh, some Facebook postings suggest that anyone who thinks that the coronavirus emanated from a lab in Wuhan China uh, is some sort of a conspiracy nut okay now putting aside the fact that numerous intelligence agencies now consider the it is it, as a fact that vi- the virus came from uh, the Wuhan lab where some idiot, um, mistakenly got infected. It was very careless. There was Not only that, the United States embassy actually you know, complained about what they knew was going to be a bad situation in Wuhan. And sure enough, here we are. So, um, and, and putting aside the fact that you can't trust the Chinese government to tell you the truth about virtually anything. Put that all aside. Uh, the facts are, are on the ground there. That, that's not a conspiracy. Where, where is that a conspiracy? To, to say that it came from a lab, why, why would that bother you as a lefty, as a liberal, or anybody that, that this virus came from a, uh, a lab in Wuhan? Where, of course, we all acknowledge that the Wuhan uh, virus spread right there. Why is that a conspiracy? They want to say it because uh, that, that makes you look like a nut, Right. Every time you disagree with the left, they accuse you of a believing in a conspiracy.
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. It's, it's like Stalin accusing Sinovia of conspiracy. Right, right. Conspiracy. Yeah. So everything's you know, a conspiracy.
0: You, you, are, you are thinking in a conspiracy. Right. You are the conspiracy nut. You're the one okay. conspiring, right. and you're a nut, and you're it- right. Never mind, of course, that they're the ones doing – if anyone's doing any conspiracies, it's them. Look what happened with the uh, a spy no, – spy, I guess spy you call it spy Spy gate, yeah, yeah, where they did spy on the Trump administ- – uh, well, back then, the uh, the campaign. And uh, and when he said, uh, you know, I just found out that they, they've been spying on me, they called him a conspiracy. Well, yeah, United, they said – he, he, the,
1: the, the words he used were wiretapping my phones, and right. then they split – the ultimate fine hair and go, well, phones aren't exactly tapped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. we all know it's software uh, now, not a little tape recorder. Yeah. But it's the same concept.
0: Yes, they were doing it. Right. It's like dismissing somebody's um, uh, very valid point because there's a spelling mistake there or grammatical mistake.
1: Yeah, or in the law- lawyer world, someone goes into a supermarket and slips on a lettuce leaf. Right. But says, I
0: slipped on spinach. Yeah, Does it really matter? You (laughs) slipped on a piece of produce. It's a difference with that significance. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, And and that's what they would... They always love to do that. As soon as they disagree with you, well, you're a conspiracy nut. Well, wait a minute. So let me get this straight. You guys are the ones who spied on the Trump campaign. You guys are the ones who invented this Russian collusion thing. That was a conspiracy, right? to the point there's a Mueller uh, investigation, which was all a conspiracy. You, You guys were the ones who did the General Flynn uh, targeting and ultimately to seek, sought to destroy him, specifically trying to trap him and create him, uh, force a lie out of him. So that wasn't a conspiracy either, right? I mean, how far does it go? You, you can add in whatever you want. They, they have tons of conspiracies, right these people the the iranian uh funding that wasn't a conspiracy of course it was
1: right all the terrorist activity that's yeah. not a, the holy land foundation scandal with oh, with example. care that's not a conspiracy ilan omar's um, activity with her uh, now new husband funneling money to him isn't a conspiracy so, uh Sycat Chakrabadi excuse me if i didn't pronounce his name correctly I'm who was who is uh, uh snooky cortez's campaign manager and they were siphoning money off something. You know, he was fired. He was the leftist who wears that um, those T-shirts with a picture of a guy from India who's the equivalent of India's Hitler. Wow. And uh, we're conspiracy nuts because we point that out. And that's not a conspiracy, what he's doing when he was stealing money from her campaign that she was funneling to him. You know, it's like, this goes on and on and on. Everything they do is a conspiracy. Yeah. Everything they do is criminal. Gabby Gruesome this week funneling uh, who knows how much money, whether it's 500 million or a billion dollars to a Chinese company for medical grade masks for the state of California, when he could have just given it to Honeywell or three of them or any American company to make it here.
0: You know, that's not a conspiracy. Yeah, they have, a, and all the talking points, the, the notion that they, uh, you've got to parlay it this way. And everyone who doesn't uh, think that the coronavirus uh, needs to be handled the way that it's being handled, uh, we need to marginalize them and such. I mean, that that, that is a conspiracy. The classic conspiracy is, is when you're telling people how to behave, uh, what the agenda is. Yes, it's a conspiracy. Now, some conspiracies are not uh, not illegal. For example, you and I can conspire, so to speak, to go to the grocery store. To, that's simply making a plan. Okay? Well, we conspired this morning
1: to meet at a certain time and place there you go. to do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, against the demands of the authorities, I should say. <laughs> exactly. Right?
0: Well, we, but we are we <laughs> are media so we are essential activity. That's right. Well, also a law firm, so it's a double exception here. Yeah. But anyway, you, you get the idea. Conspiracies are everything that they are about and what, we, what they ultimately accuse us of having. So, for example, recently there, there have been a lot of protests in California and otherwise that uh, are, are protesting the lockdown orders throughout the United, Nation, uh, United States. And, uh, you know, I've, I was very proud, by the way, to be part of that demonstration last Friday. And it was great. Uh, what was the response on Facebook from the left? Oh, you know, these... These protests right wing the, nuts. The right wing nuts. They, and not only that, it's anything but organic, my yeah. friends. AstroTurf. This, this they plan this. They plan these protests. To which I said, uh, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Of course it's planned. You think that people just stumble on each other and say, Hey, you know, uh, oh look look at me. I, I got a sign here. Oh, you seem to be having a sign too. Hey, shall we shall we um get together and, and hold our signs together at the same time, right now? that's what they that's what they think is is you know a legitimate protest like of course it is and do you think that you think that that women's march or the gay pride march or you know the pro choice marches you think those are all organic really
1: yeah and just I, um what do they what do they call that um uh You know, spontaneous. Wow. It's a day in June. I'm feeling pride. You're feeling pride. We're in Rainbow Flags. Let's march down Santa Monica Boulevard together. La. You know, it's just we just happen to be here.
0: Protests are only legitimate if they just are suddenly organic and spontaneous. You see. Kind of like a flash mob doing
1: a uh, dance routine in your local Denny's. Right. right. Suddenly, half the restaurant stands up and does this. The other half
0: does that, and
1: they're boogalooing to, uh, you know, uh, right. But the they, they themselves shady. are not
0: flash mobs anyway, because <laughs> right. I mean, is, despite <laughs> the name, it's not a sudden flash. Right. They, it's well orchestrated. It's well planned ahead of time. It looks like a flash mob, but it's not. Yeah. All right. So, and, and, and one it, more conspiracy the, that's worth mentioning:
1: hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Oh yes. That is to me. I mean, we find that this this lockdown crap is a week and a half old. Tucker Carlson breaks news late on Friday that Stanford researchers, working with a guy in France, find that hydroxychloroquine is a here's the word cure. Right. And suddenly, everyone right. says, "Oh no, uh-uh, no, 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 we have to wait for a vaccine."
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. This is this tr- is wrecking our plan. If Trump is for it, then they're against it, and they have to have all the. Not only do they say it's not working but that Trump is for it for financial gain purposes. That's right. right. That, that's the reason why. He's in on it for conspiracy purposes. Yeah. Okay, so while they're conspiring to say that no one should use hydrochloroquine uh, plus the z uh because it's dangerous for you, they, which is in fact a conspiracy, they, they proclaim that Trump is engaging in a conspiracy.
1: That's right. And their mm-hmm. conspiracy obviously is this. There shall be no cure found... Until November fourth, twenty
0: (laughs) twenty. Yes, right. That's the November fourth. Yeah. Look, my theory about all this is that the reason why, I mean, they they clearly do not want to end this lockdown, and people are ever so surprised, Ari, that the response to this coronavirus seems to be dividing them along political ideology. How surprising can this possibly be? No way! Conspiracy? Yes. Who knew? No, no. Putting that aside, (laughs) conspiracy. The fact is, it, I mean, this is not a conspiracy, but it seems like now if you talk to the average Republican, uh, he will more or less say, just like you and I could more or less guess that he's probably pro-American, right, if he's, or if he announces he's Republican, then, uh, you know, rapidly so, of course, patriotic and all that good stuff, and pro-Israel for that matter, and loves God for that matter. So there's a very strong correlation among those things. Now, as an additional correlation... If you see a a Republican, there's a good chance, probably an 80% chance, that he's not, first of all, hysterical about the coronavirus, and secondly, that he believes that the lockdown has gone too damn far. And not done a damn thing. Right. That's another story. But the point is, ideologically, we now see uh, that the, the response to the coronavirus is completely different between the two political factions. And that's... I mean, not surprised because everything is divided along political lines these days. I get that. But look look at what they want to achieve, right? One thing is very clear. One of the main things about the dividing lines is that, A, somehow the virus came from a wet market. That's what the liberals believe. Now the conservatives believe, because after much information has come out, that, in fact, it did come out of a lab. And it's almost certain. To have come out of a lab, uh, all the warning signs were there. The embassy, like I said, had warned about this, and otherwise. And why is that such an absurdity, by the way, right? What, what and why? If you, as a lefty, or as a liberal, for that, or as a Democrat, why is it? Does that bother you so much that it came out of a lab? What what skin is it off of your back? Like, okay, yeah, you know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't complain to say that there was a nuclear explosion in Chernobyl. Uh, that it was done by accident because you can't you can't fake that. Right. You can't say that the nuclear explosion came from a wet market. <laughs> right. Or America yeah. brought that in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they had to they had to acknowledge that and sort of the, the Soviet government for that matter. But he, this is a virus. It's different. It, it could have come from anywhere, so to speak. But for some reason, they are very hell bent on making clear that it did not come from the Wuhan, Wuhan lab. Question is why? Okay. Can I answer that? Well, I want to get to that. So the, the other thing that they seem to disagree about, because I, w- I want to hear what you want to say, is that uh, as to the length of the lockdown, if you were to talk to the typical uh, conservative, he'll say, listen, you had your fun, uh, you locked down, we've, we've uh, flattened the curve now, uh, ready to rock and roll with the hospitals and everything else, so it won't be a mad rush in the hospitals, time to move on time to open up businesses if you want to be if you want to encourage businesses to uh wear masks and uh, extra sanitize and stuff like that six feet distance all that good stuff fine public service announcement galore go for it but the liberals will say the lefties in particular will say we've got to shut this whole thing down for god knows how long and for an indefinite period of time uh and it might be for two years for all we know
1: oh the answer actually is until we have a democrat president Basically. Well, of course,
0: yeah. of course. So <clears throat> that is the dividing line, and it becomes less and less genuine uh, as they, they speak. And, you know, ultimately, they, they spit in your face, literally, as, as they're yelling at you that uh, you want people to die, okay? And, and, which is always a, an easy response, because they don't want people to die, and you do, right? And then you start saying, well, wait a minute, what if more people die as a consequence of the lockdown than people dying directly from the coronavirus. What do you what do you say about that, Billy Bob? And Billy Bob will say, "You want people to die? <laughs> like oh, I just answered that question." And and they
1: get into then you're a science denier. Uh, uh, right. I know. Ha ha. Like, go back.
0: Go back to your uh, the lab uh, thing. Oh that, that uh, well, we this is, this gets into some
1: gnarly ass shit. Wartime uh, verbiage rules. Yes. Uh, Turns yes, but, out, but stand target. It turns out that Wuhan lab received almost $4 million from one Anthony Fauci. I know. So the second weird. you get into the—it came from a lab, you get—there's uh, two aspects of it that I see. The first aspect is China's fault in, if you will, biological weaponization through a set of actions, whether negligence or otherwise, in which you have a virus— and China is allowing travel from the area of the hot zone to other places, but shutting down internal travel. And it doesn't matter whether the virus originated in from point A or point B, China is acting in a way that's harming the world. Right. Right? That's part part number one. And that happened. Part number two is this. If it and part two, if it originated from the Wuhan lab. That either through negligence or malfeasance, created and released this thing, either accidentally or on purpose, and, this is known, received almost $4 million, approved by Anthony Fauci personally, in order to conduct coronavirus research, that means that this is an inside job, as well as China's malfeasance. Well, I agree. I agree. I did. did I foam at the mouth there? Yeah, you did a little bit. Oh, okay. oh, who's germophobic now? <laughs> science, 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 right, science. I had a little spit no, there. But, but I that's think this is I... an important distinction. It's it's irrefutable that China acted in a way to endanger the world by taking steps to ensure the spread other places than China. To me, that qualifies what you said a few weeks ago as a biological weapons attack. Uh, well, well, okay, so so
0: you can say one of two things. That's here. a weaponization I, I understand. Um, there are two ways of looking uh, of the evil of China. One is that they specifically uh, engineered this uh, virus or they specifically allowed it to release intentionally, uh, which, of course, would be an act of war. Uh, the other way of looking at it is that, oops, this thing got let, let out. We didn't intend it to, but now that it's out, why not do an act of war? Hey, let's let's uh, let's make lemonade out of these lemons, so right. to speak. Right? Exactly, uh, and that's uh, let's do it because you know what choice do we have now? Uh, it, it, let's let's exploit this situation. Don't let a what is it a crisis, a crisis go to go waste. waste.
1: And I and my analogy to nuclear power or nuclear accident is this: Let's just say it's a Chernobyl-like event. Right. Okay. Now imagine hypothetically if the Chernobyl-type event is then deliverable. To other areas. Right. A lot of times, people use the word nuclear missile. Right. And there's sort of a misnomer going on. The missile is simply a delivery device. It's right. the post office. The warhead is the letter. Right. Right. It's the summons. So, the Soviet Union had no way of delivering the oopsie of Chernobyl to us. Uh, You can make an argument of floating in the air, etc., but there was no way of acutely delivering that kind of radiation on the ground to an American city in any way. It was completely unfeasible. This, if it was an oopsie, suddenly became deliverable. And the deliverableness is what made it a biological attack, a weaponization. Right, okay, so let's... The the added piece that I just want to elaborate on is that makes it a million times worse, and this is why the liberals hate it so much is... All, and this is a very important piece, I believe. Fauci is the source with Neil Ferguson and that those, those modeling studies that Fauci relied upon for all of the lockdowns, whether the national guidelines, which were just suggestions, versus the actual orders that came at the state and local level. But if Fauci doesn't have credibility... The lockdowns don't have credibility. I, I got it. So if and Fauci I, yeah, is, yeah. yes, the guy behind that grant to the lab that caused that that research to take place, What's so now odd he's about this? directly
0: responsible. What's so odd about this? And putting aside directly responsible Fauci and everything else like that, which definitely raises questions that are very significant. Uh, one the, – the other thing to ask is – and it's just – it's it's apparent on its face. We have followed – The Chinese model to respond to this virus as opposed to the Swedish model or any other model. But we saw what the Chinese did to clamp down on this virus in Wuhan only, by the way. And we said, OK, we'll do that. Right. And and, and wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. on. Yeah. But instead of asking the question, well, because there was not a Swedish model yet at that point. Instead of asking, is there any other model to handle this? And the difference between this, and this is a side note, um, that the way that the Chinese responded with an iron hand, with order, not only law, but also military and everything else, police and segregating people in, in a horrific way, uh, killing people for that matter, who were going to report on it and such, um, that is the Chinese model. And that's not the way we want to live. And But nevertheless, that's, you know, without the killing part of it, we, we really clamped down in a fairly vicious way. Uh, certainly in a very unproductive and, I think, in a very destructive way.
1: Yeah, draconian. And draconian, you're talking yes. about jailing hairdressers, right. raiding bars
0: with SWAT teams. All right, it's a difference. And, and Sweden, by contrast, has achieved not only... Uh, relatively minimal deaths as a result of the coronavirus. So you could say that it's slightly higher. That, that would be correct. But also they have, they're have they much more uh, aggressive about counting the death numbers than other countries are. But putting that aside, let's even, even claim that it's apples to apples, which it's not. But let's say it is. The, the increase in coronavirus in Sweden deaths, that is, is not as significant statistically compared to uh, the enormous amount of deaths in Belgium. And France and Italy and Spain. so That all followed the Chinese model. They all followed the Chinese model, and it was a disaster for them. The difference between the two models really is the difference between, uh, Ari, would you mind please passing me the salt? And, Ari, pass me the fucking salt. Now. I kind of like the second one. It feels (laughs) more like my family. Yes. Okay. Whatever. That's the difference, right? Yeah. And one is, one is uh, please and understanding that you have the ability to say no. And the other one takes that away from you. I bet you, I bet you, especially, especially because we are Americans, we, we resist draconian authoritative rule. It's in our DNA. But I bet you if we instead say, listen, uh, enjoy your houses of worship, enjoy your businesses, enjoy your restaurants and so forth, just you know, please be careful. Be very conscious about this. This is a very highly contagious disease. We we want to take care of our, our elderly and such. Do what you can. Here's what we suggest: we suggest uh, six feet of distance. We suggest wearing masks at all times. We uh, suggest it, staying it,
1: home and teleworking. If, if you, you can, have the slightest bit yeah. of
0: a symptom of anything, you know, try to stay home more often. Be more aggressive yeah. about that. Everything will be okay. And, 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 if and 50s, you know what? If if they did that, you and I would be far more. Uh, you know, on board sit, with this. Yes, yeah. far more on board because you're not telling me what to do; you're asking me.
1: You're asking. It's like when you're a kid, when you when have you a child, a and we both have kids, and you know, there's things they don't want to do: dishes, clean up, toys, etc. If you go up and say, "Hey, hey, chief, I need your help. Could you, uh, you know, make sure this right. happens?" Now we could even race. Do you want to see who can do this faster? Right. They're much more likely, Clean on the goddamn floor now, little I'll give, shit. I'll give right? you a
0: very good example. I'll give you a very good I, I like to bike ride. Sometimes I, I bike ride on the road. And there's this one particular um, uh, road that's really fun. And you go up and you go down. It's just it's a beautiful ride. But it does have stop signs. And most bikers, as they're enjoying the ride down, they kind of consider like the stop the, sign a suggestion. A suggestion, exactly yeah. right. So, a, as I did. Okay. No. I, by the way, there's no accident in the story, so don't don't worry about that. So I get to the very bottom of the hill, having blown through these stop signs. And there's two lanes there. And I'm stopping, waiting now for the, the big light at sunset. Yeah, I mean, you simply can't cross that one.
1: I assume you're talking
0: Mandeville. I don't want to say what yes. it is. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, and I'm about to turn left. And there's a car right next to me. He rolls down his window. The driver rolls down his window. And he says, say, listen. Uh, next time you ride on this street, would you mind just obeying the traffic rules? It would be so much safer. Right? We'd so appreciate that. You know what I said to him? I said, you know what? You've got a good point. No problem. I'll, I should do that. And he goes, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a good one. That was the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if instead, he rolled down his window and he said, obey the fucking laws, you bastard or whatever it is you maniac or something like that i would say you know what f you i would f you him right back right uh i would say you know at least my initial response would be resistance uh whether i eventually cave that'd be another story but but he had a good point but he asked it so nicely and he understood that i have the ability to say no and by doing that he maybe want to say yes it's a fascinating moment of, of human nature and human response, in the, way, the way we deal with um, crisis and otherwise.
1: Right, because the way he approached you, you empathize with his, if you will, position. Right. And if, if we were asked nicely, and notice like with Mayor Gar Crappy here, he asked us nicely first and promised us there wouldn't be any enforcement. But then, oh, no, you've been bad. You know, I asked you nicely but it really wasn't ask; It was an order. So now I'm going to turn off your electricity and water
0: if you misbehave again. Yeah. And, and then that the the snitches have to close. And then the snitches too, right? The whole yeah. snitch line. Yeah. Like snitches, snitches get, get rewarded. It wasn't that great. That, that's really, you know, you're, you're really appealing to our better uh, angels as they say.
1: No, you're not. No, you're dividing us. You're now taking a bunch of self-righteous jerks. And unleashing them on the rest of us. Yeah.
0: Some, somehow they're the heroes of civilization now. Yeah. And you, you're emboldening them, not only to do it, but to make them feel good about themselves as they do it. Yeah. We don't live in that society, and we don't want to live in that society. Now, that, that leads me to the next uh, a rel- a related story of this woman in, I guess she's a salon hairdresser in Texas. Um, I forget her name. But Luther this, is her last name. She, she's my new hero. Yeah, she's the new Rosa Parks. I was just going to say, Rosa Parks is my historical hero. I love her. Rosa Parks, she's the real hero of the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King, you know, I respect him. He said a lot of amazing things. Great orator, you know, really very influential. He's important. I get to quote him a lot. You know, char- you know content of the character versus the color of the skin. Great. But, but Rosa Parks, she's the real hero. She's the one who started it all. And she was alone, and nobody was there with her. There was no big parades and everything else to support her. Yeah, there were her. no organizations. Yeah. There were no. She couldn't feel safe uh, you know, yelling and screaming at somebody, at a police officer, knowing that there were a bunch of other people that supported her. No, she was alone, and she went to jail for this. And that, of course, in turn, and she didn't know. And, and the reason why, by the way, she felt so confident in this, because she knew that God, God wanted her to be brave. And she had no fear whatsoever. It's fascinating. She figures largely in my book, by the way, Atheism Kills, for that reason. Anyway, uh, this woman, Luther, uh, she is like Rosa Parks. She, th- th- she, she decided to open up her uh, salon. Uh, and she did it, with, by the way, with a lot of social distancing and respect of the mask, and it's one at a time, and everyone would wait outside. It wasn't as if she was brazen. But she had to make money. She had to feed her children. She, she also wanted to make sure that her employees were able to feed their children. And so she did that. And they arrested her. These bastards arrested her. And and I'm embarrassed to say that it happened in Texas, which is, of course, one of our favorite states. But I guess there's no end to lunacy regardless well, of the Well, big cities, states.
1: even in Texas, taken Correct. over by
0: lefty loonies. Yeah, it, this would not happen in a small town. Okay, Not just because the coronavirus doesn't affect people as much in, in small towns. It's just, you don't do no, that. No, they elect Democrats and they appoint Democrat judges in big cities. Right. So they this Democrat hear. judge, you, you. by the way, she must have known she was in trouble the moment she saw the judge who was wearing a mask at the time. Yeah, 30 uh, feet sentence. away from her. Yeah, like as if this is going to be helpful at all. So it was so absurd.
1: And yeah, he's lecturing her, the, my favorite part of it is he's lecturing her about how much danger... She's putting everyone in. Yeah. But what about you opening court today? What yeah. about you bringing your bailiff and your court reporter and your clerks and, yeah. and her and her lawyer? And well, your, he, he's, you know.
0: a, he's a, an essential service, you understand. Oh. Whereas a salon, you know, you can wait uh, for your coloring, hair coloring to be done uh, weeks later from now. Anyway, the point is he, you know, basically supports the arrest of this woman or the finding of this woman. And she refuses. and she's And he says, listen, I'll let you off. I won't hold you in contempt. Uh, of, of this court by refusing to pay the fine and so on, so long as you acknowledge that what you did was selfish and wrong. Right. He pulls the Game of Thrones. Bend the knee, sir. Yes. Bend the knee and you live. Right. And she said, to her great credit, I, I guarantee you this woman is a God fearing woman. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. I. I, I, I you know what? I'll look it up after this fact. I could have egg on my face.
1: You don't even have to look it up. Her behavior I, tells it all.
0: She certainly acted like she a god She was afraid
1: human. of a higher authority than him.
0: But whatever it is, I'm going to look up this after, and and we'll see. Okay. But I'm saying with 95% confidence, this woman has God in her life. She uh, fears God, and she doesn't fear man. That's, that's very, very important. Anyway, so she says, I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to admit that. I'm not being selfish. On the contrary, I'm being selfless. I'm taking care of my family. This is what I have to do. I'm, I'm, I'm risking – I was risking my freedom and my financial well-being by opening up uh, my store because of these draconian rules, and you dare say that I'm being selfish? No, sir. I will, not, I will not say that. And she said it proudly too. And so sure enough, the judge, this bastard, sends her to jail. And fines her $500 a day. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a total of 7,000 or whatever. Anyway, so seven days, and it was it, it's really obscene. Um, so she uh, you know goes into jail and thank God, just today this morning, uh, the Supreme Court of Texas said, no one is going to be uh, doing time in jail for uh, violating coronavirus uh, lockdown rules. Yeah nobody. In other you words, can find there, there was
1: them the lockdown, luckily right too.
0: you can, you can be fined. Uh, but you're not going to be uh, jailed for it, okay? It's going to be like a parking ticket, fine. It might be a steep parking ticket for all I know. I don't know. But it's, there's a difference between having to shell out 100 bucks for not wearing a mask, for example, versus going to jail for not wearing, wearing a mask, okay? It's, it, it's, there's an absurdity going on. It's so draconian. It's so un-American. And I love the Texas Supreme Court for what it did. Just brilliant, okay? Now, the governor, as it turns out, could not pardon this woman because it was a contempt of court as opposed to being convicted of a crime.
1: Right. As you've said, in legal situations, she held the keys to her own cell that's good, by correct.
0: bending the knee right. based
1: on the fiat order of the judge.
0: Right. She would have to say those magic words in order to uh, deliver her own freedom. Uh, and that's, the, there's a big difference between that and being convicted of a crime. So the, the, there's nothing to pardon from the governor's point of view. But thankfully, the Texas Supreme Court right away issued that emergency ruling saying you cannot do this and i love the texas supreme court just for that alone awesome yeah, and
1: i also love the speed with which they acted
0: yes i think she spent a, a one a, or two days one or two Tom. days max yeah. and this woman is going to be a great hero i, I you know what I, I, let's fly to texas can you say next to get our, to get our hair done there okay yeah. uh, just to get a simple haircut for us guys just do it i, I don't care it you know do what you want lady <laughs> make it look decent that'd be great but how much do I owe you with 20 bucks? How about 40? Yeah.
1: She'll, she can be the
0: next mayor of Dallas at this point. Yeah. You know, oh, what a hero. This is, that takes such gumption. Um, I'm going to talk about this uh, every Friday uh, evening. We have a Shabbat dinner at our house and we talk about uh, some aspect of God and some, some story, sometimes some, some ideas. This will be the story that I talk about this Friday tomorrow. I'm so proud of her. Anyway, this is uh and this judge who will be up for reelection this November, let's see what happens to him. Let's follow that story, shall we? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so at the at the end of the day, what we're seeing is uh, that the left. Uh, there's two main stories here. One is that the left always tries to see uh, a way of handling a crisis by forcing you to deal with it. We we all have to you know eat eat shit so to speak right. because it's, something else is going on. Yeah. Right, I, right. I
1: call this the summer the summer camp on top. You will sing on top of old Smokey directive. Right. In other words, if you go to summer camp, you don't want to do every activity. But imagine them at gunpoint saying, "Oh no, you're going to sing on top of old Smokey, all covered with cheese." And you will like it. And we're going to shoot you if you don't. Right, right. I hate that song. I don't sing. No,
0: you're singing. I know. So, but they let me get back to the main point, Ari, because I want to wrap this up, the point is that they will try to make you do everything. Uh, just for the sake of protecting this or that minority group. And we talked about before about the transgender uh, nomenclature, the pronouns and all that. Uh, now we all have to dance around that. You talked about the security of the airports. Now we all have to dance around that because even even uh, 80-year-old ladies uh, who are nuns, no less, have to go through the security nonsense. Yeah, like, if we have despite, to despite yeah. this, Despite that, that, of course, they haven't, they've never been able to uh, commit a terrorist act through a, through a nun, I mean, it's, it's so absurd. And then, of course, this coronavirus situation. Here's another one I just thought about as well. Remember the AIDS crisis yes. Yes. in the 80s? And, uh, you know, look, every, every uh, death and every infection of HIV is, is a tragedy, of course. But it did not affect the heterosexual community um, other than blood transfusion. And once they stopped that, then, of course, it stopped affecting the heterosexual community as well. But no, no, no. We all had to wear condoms now. <laughs> we all had to pretend as though we were equally vulnerable to the AIDS virus. It, it, it's, it was so bizarre, the response. So now all of a sudden we all had to, to uh, be super-duper careful in the same way that the gay community had to. Right. And by no, the way— The, the reality is that, that the gay community had much more cause to be concerned and worried about the risky behavior— um, and I'm not saying that, that I'm against homosexuality. I'm simply saying that that is risky behavior. It is. Yeah, some of those
1: things are, um, let's just say, you're using equipment not designed to do that. You okay, know? Yeah, so if you're going to do
0: it, you got to be a little more careful. The f- the That's fact, all. The fact on this ground, you don't have to like it. You can call the AIDS virus uh, homophobic if you like. But the AIDS virus it, you know, does not like gay sexual behavior. It, that kind of behavior, as it were, I don't have to get graphic about it is much more prone uh, to um, uh, contracting the AIDS virus, HIV, than if you have regular sexual um, vaginal sex, okay, heterosexual sex. That's the way it is. Okay, but anyway, the whole world has to t- turn topsy-turvy and pretend as if we're all doing the exact same thing, and you have to be just as careful as any, any gay person has to be. You, you, see, you see the and, pattern here? And who was the doctor who came up with that? You know his name. Say Martin it, Fauci. Fauci. That's right. Same guy. It's really one other thing. This video. Of- it really is extraordinary. Right. But well, but wait, hold, all right, I, I'm kind of moving somewhere else there. So this is this is one theme that you're seeing. The other theme that you're seeing is that uh, you're any that you disagree with the left or their approach, you're in in a conspiracy of some, or at least you engage in conspiratorial thinking. Okay while they, in turn, are, in fact, the ones engaging conspiratorial thinking. And I, behaviors. I, yeah, and, and yeah. don't say that we're just saying Me Too uh, on the contrary. And I'm not talking Me Too in the colloquial sense that it's used today. I'm talking about Me Too like, oh, yeah, you, you guys are the ones who really are doing that. No, I, I am saying it because the conspiracies are really out and about. They're really clear. What you did the, what, with the Russian collusion, how you spied on the Trump campaign— uh, how you created this, this Ukrainian hoax as well, how you're creating an agenda out of this coronavirus situation as well, um, how you, you, you want to control all the talking points related to the coronavirus. Yeah,
1: how you're removing all these things on YouTube or any other information that goes even slightly against conventional thinking right. or
0: improve, improves treatments. Yeah, don't tell me that, there's no, that you're not conspiring to create an agenda here. Come on. So... These are the things that are so important to deal with today. Look, one of the joys about being conservative is it forces us to be critical thinkers. We have to see things uh, much more deeply because our survival as a conservative base depends on it. You cannot uh, avoid being vigilant. You have to be on your toes, Um, always, always. And if you're not on your toes, You lose and that's just the way it is with the greatness of america i I forget who said it but the notion uh, well i think it's ronald reagan who said we are always one generation away from losing all of our liberties and our sense of american individuality uh that's all it takes so we have to be vigilant and that's why i love this woman uh luther as you say her name uh, and I love all those people who are stepping up in the fight and into the fray to say, we won't take this crap anymore. Keep it up, America. We're going to fight this. We're going to stop this lockdown. We are going to be careful, of course. But nevertheless, let's fight this. Let's get back to work. Let's be America again. I'm Brock Leary. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.